Hi, everyone. This is the Harvest Concept Podcast, where we talk about martial arts and its connection to mind, body, and spirit wellness. I'm Sarah Schweitzer. And I'm Justin Martin. Good morning. Good morning. Awesome. Well, you know, I, you brought up the topic of optimism. I think that optimism is a, a great topic to talk about right before uh, a testing event. Yes. <laughs> it's been um, on my mind. Good. Well, uh do you want to you have something to lead with or do you uh... oh no no please please <laughs> oh yeah good yeah this is what you're supposed to talk about ready go <laughs> yeah it's like it takes you back to like school days right like yes. where you have like yes all right who wants to answer this question Top quiz. <laughs> yes um well it's good i i think that um optimism is something that we've touched on before and uh it's definitely something that's pretty seriously ingrained into Han Mudo. Um, and you know, in the, in the books, I think we talked about in the Hulan articles, I've been listening back through things. And so sometimes if I get too deep into, into listening to us talk, I'm like, when did we talk about that? Um, <laughs> and I don't know as, as I'm past listening back through, but we, so we talked about, uh, the meanings of Han, uh, during the Hulan conversations. And so, uh, this, this idea of optimism, brightness that the uh, we talked about also how that um, related to their history and uh, being an occupied country and how they had to have this brightness or optimism to be able to get through these these trying times. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's easy for us to kind of wash over things as just everything's OK um, in in our modern society, because for the most part, we're in control of so much. Uh, another thing that I listened to recently was uh, just reminiscing about talking about Dr. Kim coming over uh, and his travel over on the boat and like how he planned on moving to Missouri at the time, because that was a place that was on the same parallel as, uh, as Korea. And so he was, he was trying to mimic the, the environment that coming from. Um, and so, uh, uh, this optimism, this, this thing that's moving across the, the world and saying, oh man, really, really tough, but I think that it's going to be better in the long run, you know, is this drive to, um, to succeed. And I think also that was, that was like the American dream for so long, right? That, mm-hmm. you know, these people were trying to, to migrate here to the country to succeed or to have a chance to um, succeed. And so like as Americans, we just, we take everything for granted um, and, and don't um, have those moments of optimism. And when things get tough, sometimes we just are in the mode to quit versus seeing a, a way out. Um, so I think that's just something that we have to, a part of that optimism that we have to help instill back into our students. Um, and as we talk about Hamudo. Yeah. I, I mean, to, yes, I'm, I'm listening to you and I, I always like, I'm so amazed by how every time we talk understanding of, of Dr. Kim, but also just Korea and the Korean people and just that whole culture. So it reminds me of my relationship with my grandmother, who's passed a long time ago. But she, you know, grew up very, very poor and in the Depression. And, you know, like this is the the discussion was that her mother made bathtub gin. That was how they like, 
okay. survived. Um, and there was just a lot of things that she would do or say or sort of like kind of act like that I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, you know, so ingrained in her, you know, just not having being concerned with like next meal was and, and you just can't undo. It's, it's really hard to undo that mindset. Right. Um, I think that, you know, she definitely did not have an optimistic mindset. And I under, understand, you know, as an adult, you know, where that comes from. Mm-hmm. But I think that that's sort of the difference between someone who has significant trials and tribulations, but mm-hmm. makes a decision to move forward in an optimistic way versus someone who has trials and tribulations and makes a decision to kind of go forward in with like a, a negative mindset. Um, you know, both groups go forward, but I feel like it's really hard for the one that's doing it with a negative kind of mindset to be six, to be successful. Right. Because after a while, it just becomes like a burden. Like the, the anger won't feed you the way that the optimism and hope feeds you. It just, it just doesn't. And I think that just realistically, um, or just kind of like how it's created when you have this sort of, you know, and I just keep using the word negative. I don't know what else to use. Um, Mm -hmm. Mindset versus optimistic, you know, you're already kind of setting up to, to think the worst. So I think that grandparents are, uh, are very interesting. We talked about Dr. Kim and his life and all the things that, you know, he went through and, you know, my, my grandfather, you know, has uh, another crazy story. It's almost like these, these epics. Um, you know, you talk like, I love Forrest Gump and uh, big fish and these movies that are like these lifelong stories about like all the things that these people went through and like, they were just the right place, the right time. Right. Um, but like uh, my grandfather's story is similar to your grandmother's that he was born during the great depression or he was living during the great depression and his family actually gave him away Wow! uh, and said they couldn't like, we can't afford to feed you. And so they, him and his brother became indentured servants to this, um, dairy farm. And so that's like how they got fed through that time. And, you know, then, uh, when he was able, he went off and joined the military and, and that started his, the next epic crazy phase of his life. Right. Um, so there's just, uh, there's so much stories and history and like all these different lives that these people have lived and like the way they move forward. I, you know, when I think about my grandparents, they were, I think for the most part, uh, positive, happy people. Um, and they, they learned to work hard for what they had. And then, you know, they enjoyed what they had too. Um, Mm -hmm. my grandparents definitely instilled, um, my love for gardening, uh, in me and uh, growing vegetables, but also like ornamental gardening. And so, uh, I think that in, in that, uh, in that hobby, there's a lot of optimism. You know, the, the idea of planting the seed, this is something that we talk about uh, in the belt cycles, meaning that you start as a white belt um, and this is like planting this seed in the ground and it's 
optimistically going to grow and progress into this plant and give you fruit, right? Yeah. And so as long as you nurture that seed and, and give it everything it needs, then it will grow. The same thing with martial arts. If you're, if you're starting off, then you have to nurture. You have to practice. You have to learn. You have to go to class. You have to start developing these relationships and setting yourself up for success for the future. Um, and if you do those things, then, hey, we know that it's going to be right. Uh, so all, all of this um, optimism that rolls through, it, the martial arts is a, is a vehicle for us to develop these um, life skills, right? Mm -hmm. And so uh, the idea being that maybe it's easy for you to, or maybe it's hard, but maybe it becomes easier for you to test for your yellow belt because you've already seen how it worked with being a white belt. You, hey, I learned these things. I practiced these things. I showed up for testing. I was nervous, but I got through it. And then I got to the other side. I got the reward, right? Mm -hmm. And so then you're learning a harder skill. Maybe you're being tested on a little bit uh, harder scale because you're now a yellow belt versus being a white belt. And so you're growing. And we can take now those pieces of optimism and apply them to our life, right? Um, you know, it's easy to start getting a scratch in your throat or wake up with a headache and go, oh no, I'm going down. Right. And like yeah. you go down the dark rabbit hole of like, I'm getting sick. This is going to be terrible. And just beat yourself up and give that negativity to your body. Look, I think it's super important. This is a whole nother episode, but you got to talk to yourself, right? You, your, your conversation with yourself can be really bad or it can be really good. And yeah. your conversation with yourself is not just a mental thing. You can converse with your body, right? Your body is sending you signals all the time. You can talk back to it. And so it's a, as Musashi or Dr. Kim would say, you should practice this. Um, <clears throat> you should be talking to your body. You should be being positive and working through it. And so, you know, understanding where the sickness is, understanding, hey, okay, this is coming on. I'm going to get through this. This is what I need to do. These are the steps I need to take. And I need to have a smile on my face, right? Um, as much as I can, because that's going to make me feel better. Uh, so uh, sickness ends and moves on. Another one is injury, right? Injury happens and we go, oh man, I pulled my back again or I pulled this muscle. I twisted my knee. I tore up my shoulder. You know, all the things I felt in and skinned my knee, right? Mm -hmm. it, you, can't, you can't look at that and go, man, I, I can't ride my bike today now because I have a skinned knee. And my day is going to be terrible. You have to modify your day. And maybe it's not as fun as you thought it was going to be. You can't ride your bike. But maybe you do have a blast in a whole other way, right? But if you don't allow yourself to even have the opportunity to have that fun time because you're being so negative, then that's where the, the problem arises, right? Absolutely. No, I, I think I'm going to just completely double down on what you're talking about as far as what happens in your own self. So I'll go back to your gardening analogy. Mm -hmm. My grandmother also gardened, but she gardened with like, she gardened the way I garden with like dread, like misery. Like it was, did not bring her joy. Like just because like, so like there's optimism, right? Of like, if yeah. I plant this, something mm -hmm. will grow. Right. Right. But it's how are you nurturing that? Right. Mm -hmm. It's more than the sun and the water and the dirt. 
it's your mindset while you're doing it. If you're doing it again in like misery and just negativity, mm-hmm. th- that that is the result that you will get. Like that, what happens in your mind, what you tell yourself every mm-hmm. day while you're doing things, that's really where the optimism comes in. It's, I mean, yes, it's the belief of like, if I do something, but I think that that's the difference between people who start activities and people who are successful in those activities, right? Right. A lot of people start it, but it's the question of how are you nurturing your mind and your spirit? What are you feeding that? What's that narrative that you're feeding, right? Right. It's the difference between I have to work out today and, oh, my gosh, I'm so excited. I cannot wait to get to the gym. Right. And I know that sounds like Pollyanna, but mm-hmm. the difference is, is that I really understand that when I go if today, when I mm-hmm. go and work out, I go and do whatever I'm doing today mm-hmm. to make sure I get it in, that I am doing that because it, it feeds me physically, it feeds me mentally, it feeds me emotionally. I know that. Like people know, people will say it all the time. Right. Like, oh, I came. I didn't want to come, but I got here and I felt better. Right. Right. Well, yeah. but you started it with the negative of I didn't want to come. Mm-hmm. And that's OK to do every once in a while. But mm-hmm. what you have to do to be sustainable is to change that mindset right. and to be like, no, no, I'm like so excited because I know that when I get there. I'm going to feel so much better mm-hmm. after it's over, right? You know, I know that this is feeding me in a way that my my whole person needs. And I'm really like, I can't wait to make it happen. Like, I know that that's going to be, and, and that is, that is really, you know, the difference that you can, you can look at things, and this is at work, this is with you know, any activity. You can look at it and be negative. Or right. you can look at it and find the positive and find optimistic sort of approach. Mm-hmm. And it it makes it may feel foreign. It, it will for it will feel foreign at first. Mm-hmm. But once you do it, then you find yourself looking at all your activities that way. Like I can, at the end of the day, I'm going to have to get this done Mm -hmm. and I can, that just creates anger and anxiety or frustration in my person, Mm -hmm. or I can do it in a way where I leave it and find a little bit of joy, maybe not as much joy as other things, but not a negative kind of um, feeling the entire time. Absolutely. No, you're, you're exactly right. And look, I, I think that one of the, I'm going to say this, one of the things with the modern um, online teacher or seller of knowledge, I should say, um, I feel like it came on in, in 2020 and as everything was online. And, you know, these people started selling classes or selling knowledge or selling how to do something right um by 
uh, luring you in, right? Hey, here's your problem, right? This is your problem. You are not optimistic. You don't like to go work out. You don't like to do this, that, and the other. And you know what? I, I figured this out. And I'm going to tell you that I have learned how to be optimistic. I know how to make it exciting to go to class every time. And, you know, wait, did you forget about your problem already? Because you have this problem, right? You are the one that has the problem. And I'm the one that's going to fix it for you. And they take you on this, like, 30-minute journey. And then at the very end, they go, all right, now it's $7. I'll tell you the answer. <laughs> so uh, jumping back. So who I am at Harvest, who I am at the Hamido Association, I pay a lot of attention to business trends because I think it's important for how we grow Harvest, but how we grow um, the association, how we're able to help Dr. Kim continue to reach people and how we're able to reach people all over the world. Um, and so all these things coming together, I, I, like I said, I dive into things and I just pay attention to what other people are doing. Um, and so in watching that trend, it was, it was meant to make money. It was meant to draw you in and go, Hey, this is what's going on. They have an answer for me, but I have to pay for it, um, yeah. which, which is great. But it, on, the pod, on this podcast, I think that as we're talking, like that's not my intention. And so we've talked about these different things. And you know, uh, the bottom line for any of these things is this is the hard sell right here, that you should get into Hamido. You should get into harvest classes. You should come in and dive as deep as you can and as you're willing, because the deeper you dive, the more answers you're going to find, right? The more, Dr. Kim says, that you believe in what you're doing, the better you're going to be at it, the more that it's going to help you, and the further you're going to progress, right? Um, and so, in that being said, there's actionable steps to being optimistic. Um, you know, coming in for classes is a great way to understand this because you're going to come in and you're going to learn basics. It's not like you're coming in and you're getting tested as a black belt the first time and we're going to progress you right there in the beginning. That, that understanding of progression is something that you have to process not only with your peers and your group around you because they see you moving up, right? Mm -hmm. But you have to progress yourself too. You have to allow yourself to have that progression and understand it, right? Um, so many people want to beat themselves up and say, oh, I'm not ready for that yet. I'm not ready for this. And that's not, that's not listening. That's not allowing yourself the feeling of moving forward and not being perfect, right? Yes. And so you have to allow yourself to progress without being perfect. And you have to take those moments of joy that you find from that and apply it back to your life, right? Um, let me put it into another, another analogy. Um, kid comes to class. He's been coming to beginner class. And all of a sudden it goes, hey, it's time for him to move up to advanced class or time for them to move up to adult class because maybe their size is too big or maybe their age. It's time for them to move on to that next level, right? Mm -hmm. But they don't want to. They say, oh, no, that's scary. I can't, I can't be in that class because what are the advanced class? They should be louder. They should be moving faster. They should be working harder, sweatier, more advanced stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And so is that more intimidating than the beginner class? Yes, ab absolutely, right? It should be. But at the same time, you have to allow yourself to see the progress that you've made. And instead of going to that negative side, 
allowing yourself to think positively about what it's like on the other side, right? Then once you are successful and you get through that class, you know, uh, you watch these things happen and you see smiles on faces. And so what do I do when I see a smile on a face? If somebody was having a tough time, I immediately acknowledge that smile, right? And so this is an outside influence on you saying, hey, look, you're smiling right now. You need to document this to yourself, right? You need to take this and put it into your internal diary, into your internal dialogue and say, man, that was a really good time. I cannot wait to go back. Does that mean that the whole class was all smiles? No, no. There's times of it you're like, oh my God, what am I doing? You know, but then you're through that and you're, you're ready to work and that's okay. Um, you have to acknowledge that happiness and put it back in. And that's what gives you the joy on the other side, right? That's what makes you get up and go for it again. Um, you know, I'll add one more thing that I think, uh, concussions, um, and depression, I can kind of put together anxiety, these, these conditions, uh, with brains where they're shutting down and it's easier to stay in bed. This is another thing that Dr. Kim teaches on a lot, uh, is his process of getting out of bed. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so again, these actionable steps, I hope that this is reaching people that want to hear it or need to hear it. And it's, you know, when you wake up in the morning, every day, I don't just spring out of bed and say, whew, that was the best sleep I've ever had in my life and I'm ready to go, right? Uh, because I am a parent. I do own a business and so like, you know, either kids are stressing me out, business is stressing me out, my life is stressing me out and I don't sleep well. I have to still get up the next morning and do my thing. And so, you know, <clears throat> when I wake up, I try to follow his lead and I say, okay, look, one, two, three, it's time to sit up. One, two, three, feet on the ground. One, two, three, stand up, right? My three, three steps to get out of bed. Um, and so forcing yourself up, forcing yourself to get moving and mo and go, right? And, you know, the other thing Dr. Kim says, he walks down the hall and he says, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good, right? He's, t he's the dialogue of his life is that he's feeling good. And so it's not going to that spot of like checking in going, oh, my head hurts. Oh, my shoulder hurts. Oh, this leg is sore. You're not going down that list. You're going to the positive immediately and firing off. Um, and that helps to change that. Um, maybe my leg does hurt. Maybe my shoulder hurts. But I am overall feeling good. And I'm right yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think I, I think I've definitely protect. I have protected myself from probably the onslaught of any kind of like social media influencers for quite some time. I realized very early on with the creation of Facebook that for me personally, I just cannot have that um, narrative. I just can't. It was very very negative for me right right away. Mm -hmm. um, so I've always sort of protected myself. But I, I, you know, what we are talking about, you know, I think, you know, you said so articulately that some of these things are steps that right. have to be outlined that you need to take and that you need to do. Right. Um, that being said, the way that I practice these steps, the way that I um, put myself in an environment that supports the practice of the steps mm -hmm. is, is Hanmudo. 
you know, right. is that constant pressure mentally, constant pressure, you know, emotionally, constant pressure physically, and the reinforcement that every time I'm on the mat, you know, some classes are, are easier than others in places, mm-hmm. but there's always this challenge that I have to believe that I will get through and that I will get through in the way that I have to get through it. You know, that what I do in order to do, you know, a particular, you know, whether it be rolling or that's probably the obvious easiest one to kind of point at, right. Mm. Everybody kind of struggles. Well, either you don't struggle with rolling at all or (laughs) everybody else struggles, but how you get to the point Mm-hmm. where you're comfortable with rolling it's a very personal thing right but it still is that step of number 1 believing that you will eventually be able to do this mm-hmm. and that you have to continue to you know show up to class and throw yourself on the mat and do these things in front of other people mm-hmm. and and be supported by them and all those groups like understand it that process of of that over and over and over again and the end result being something where you go okay like I can you know I can do this and it's not as scary or intimidating or whatever that emotion was that was like attached to it right um it's but it, you have to have that belief because if you don't what you see and you see it, I mean, you probably see it more than I do, but it's apparent like who is, who has that belief that eventually they will get there as long as they keep working at it. And who is already has that mindset of, well, this will probably not happen. (laughs) Right. Yeah. No, it's, it's very apparent. And I would say it's very apparent um, when parents bring their kids in and stuff too, you know, uh, you know, in, in adults, uh, sometimes it's easier for an adult to mask, like how, how into it they are. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, meaning that they, they can fool you a little bit more about like, Oh, I'm really into it. And then like, they just jerk away and you're like, what, what just happened? <laughs> you know? Uh, but then with, with kids and, and parents coming in, I feel like they don't hide stuff as much. And it's easier to tell like, Hmm this person's going to stick around for a long time or this person is just, it's not going to be long. It's going to like, you know, and you don't, you don't want to again, put that negative on people, but it's, uh, you know, you see the, the challenge ahead of somebody and, uh, you want to help them as much as possible, but at the same time, uh, feel like sometimes the, the person is not going to let you help them. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's very glaringly, uh, very glaringly visible that that's what's happening. Um, and so, you know, one thing, uh, that I say is that, um, when I decided to, to open harvest, right. I was, I was teaching martial arts. I was teaching Taekwondo already. Um, I knew the value of Hamudo, um, and I, I knew the value of martial arts in general, but, uh, I, I wanted to create the place that I wanted to train. I wanted to create the place that I thought my community needed um, at, to train and the place that I wanted my kids to have the opportunity to train in, right? Um, you know, when I look at uh, what that means, 
that means that I had to, to look at why I wanted to open a Hamido school. And the reason I wanted to open a Hamido school specifically is because I saw what Dr. Kim was doing leading his students. I saw how his students were following and believed in it, right? And I saw that there was a path ahead there and that that was something that I wanted to be a part of, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I think that there's companies and businesses that come along that you go, wow, like I really appreciate their their moral values or their um the direction that they're going how they're helping their their community how they're helping their customers how they're helping their uh their people that work for them right their uh employees and that's that's what i wanted to be um and so i i needed to find the way there and I, I'm still finding that way um, consistently, but um, we're trying to to drive forward. You you look at other businesses sometimes and you go, wow, like you're selling this product, but I don't know that you even believe in that product, right? right. And I think that that's you know another another big part of it. Like when you're choosing your businesses that you support or the that you support somebody um, or the reason that you're following somebody, it should be because they're giving you the vision of what, of what you want to achieve. Right. Um, and so I definitely strongly encourage that as, as a leader, I encourage being the leader that your students need, right. Or your company needs. Um, but at the same time, as a student looking for a teacher, you should definitely be looking at these, at the people that you're going to be learning from and go, yes, I agree. And you are, uh, you are what I want to, to model, right? Because that's what you're going to teach me. Um, and that's important. Did I lose you? No, no. I was just, okay. I, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I was thinking about, um, We've talked about, you know, you know, so like when you're how you personally, you know, like obviously like model and you were just saying in class the other day, like, you know, you got up and you went for a run and you show up to class and you're, I mean, we don't ever get to see, I mean, you, we don't really get to see you take class. Um, you're always teaching. Um, mm -hmm. But you, that means that you have to be doing work on your own, which I think is so much harder than being able to, um, you know, show up for, you know, show up for class and participate and, and have that community involvement. You know, you're always the in instructor. And although I am an instructor, it's not in the same level that you are. And I have so many classes where I just get to show up and just be me student and learn and absorb. And I, you know, love that, um, so much. Um, and I was just also thinking about this week, I've had a lot of conversations with some other moms who, you know, are struggling with the constant, um, you know, battle that we have with our children around, you know, ensuring that they're doing all the things that they need to be doing to be, you know, healthy human beings. Mm -hmm. And it was around 
you know, coming to class and the difficulty of like, and the pressures around trying to get them to, you know, kind come to class. Mm-hmm. And um, I listened to all the other moms give advice. And I typically don't like to give advice because I feel, um, I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> this podcast is the, the only way I'm, which is like you and I having a conversation. I'm not giving anyone any advice, just talking and saying the things. Um, mm-hmm. But I could just tell that nothing that anybody else was saying was like kind of resonating with her in a way that was something that she felt like she could use. Right. And so we're kind of in a break and I, and I just said, you know, I don't know if this is helpful, but you know, I, I just had a real heart to heart conversation with my kids uh, and I had it separately. I did not have it with them together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just talked to them about how they're, you know, complaining, whatever, about going to class made mm-hmm. me feel. Um, and what it did to me, like, sort of, like, psychologically and sort of emotionally and all these things. And then I reminded them that it mm-hmm. is my job as their parent to ensure that I am teaching them foundational things for their their mind, body, and spirit, and particularly for their body. So that's like, you know, when we talk about eating healthy food that they may not like, or, um, you know, coming to class on a regular basis and moving their bodies and learning how to move their bodies in a way that they can sustain all their life. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, cause, cause that's what it's about. The conversation is not about class per se. It's really about, fundamentally who do you want to be as a person fundamentally who do you want your children to be as people do you want Mm -hmm. them to be optimistic people who look at things and go okay well this is going to be hard but I know how to break it down and I'm going to whistle while I work and I'm going to make these things and do you know and make this happen Mm -hmm. Um, do you want them to be people who um, you know feel good you know, even through injuries and whatever, because foundationally they have good eating habits and exercise habits and all those things, you know, do you want them to be able to combat illnesses and, and all that stuff, you know, do that you want them to wake up in the morning and feel as good as possible? You know, it's every day is not going to be perfect, but it's going to be as good as you possibly can, you know, what you're feeding yourself Mm-hmm. And I just think that foundationally, like as a parent, as an instructor, you know, and as a community, you need to surround yourself with people who are going to who live that life or who are trying to live that life because it's hard to do it every single day. And you're going to need people who are going to, when you're at a low period, say, no, no, you can do it. I believe in you you can do it, you're worth it, all these things and support you in doing the positive for yourself versus surrounding yourself with individuals who will say, well, it's fine, let's just quit. (laughs) Right, 